Welcome to That One Time in Business with me, your host, Casey Renee, a creative director and brand strategist who has a million and one stories and lessons to share. Now remember, these are our teachable moments with a twist and a laugh. So let's get started. Okay, so boom, you already know we got a guest today. We got to keep it going because, again, I tell you, my stories, you know, I'm bad, but I can't be that damn bad a season by myself, two seasons by myself. So today we have Justin Carey. I have, like, been in his DMs because, first of all, fellow designer, brand designer, graphic designer, the work is dope. And I'm like, I know damn well he got some stories that the same way I got stories. Like, I just feel like he has to, you know, not because it's not good work or anything, just because the quality is so good. I just know that there's a hater somewhere. (laughs) I just know there's a hater somewhere. So, Justin, go ahead and tell me what is one time in business where you was just like, ugh. First of all, Casey, thank you for having me. Of course. On. I'm so excited to finally be here with you. And first time of uh, us actually meeting. I know. You know, talking first, uh, face to face. And first time in business that really was like, honestly, what the hell did I get myself into? <laughs> um, a few years ago, I got uh, offered the opportunity to work on a massive rebrand for um an educational okay. uh, place institute there you go no names no names no names <laughs> no names um which was a phenomenal opportunity and the way it was presented to me seemed so super exciting and casey i'm sure you know as a designer you know sometimes it just takes that one opportunity that that's going to set you up for the future yep and not thought that this particular opportunity was that which it was amazing okay and um you know of course you you know i worked with one person directly who was phenomenal to work with but ended up working across you know board of executives and things of that nature and the it became more and more and more and more and we were on a very tight uh deadline and schedule and mind you, this is when I'm working a corporate nine to five, nine to six. Oh, nine so to you're seven already balancing five. it. Oof. So the balance of the two was was really difficult. And I will admit, one of my struggles as a creative is number one, being able to say no. Yeah. To to uh, certain opportunities, and number two, balance. And as you know, when your day job is your breadwinner, you got to make sure that that's being taken care of. But you also have these opportunities, which this opportunity came with a $10,000 budget. There was no way I could say no. We'd love to see a comma. Fuck up the commas. Commas and zeros. Come on. <laughs> and so um, basically, you know, when so many more people started getting involved from the president of the, of the institute to board of directors and things of that nature, you know, this started becoming more and more and more. And the person that I was working with directly, I'm like, okay. I started my anxiety and my and I started to get overwhelmed. And so, you know, with that, as creatives as we do, and I'm not going to say that I'm the only one because I know others do, we go ghost because it's like this becomes too much. Like I, I went, I actually got really depressed because this was an opportunity that I wanted to have so much fun with and ended up not. And this is one of the times that I question, is this even what I'm really supposed to be doing? I tell people all the time, I tell my clients, I'm like, 
I'm trying to get in the habit of training my clients that I cannot be on a lot of phone calls. It 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 does something to my psyche. And I, I feel like a lot of my peers, and like you just kind of normalize me because I'll be like, y'all, I cannot be on a rack of calls. Like email me, especially especially when it's a, a call that could have been an email, that already bothers me because you have a flow going. You know, you got to create a flow. And if everybody's like putting in two cents and he's just like, oh, come on, stop with the calls. Like, let me at least finish it, then make your edits, then tell me. Like, I don't do well in it. So I definitely understand. Absolutely. And a lot of that was happening. And with me, you know, I'm, I don't have an issue with talking like one person face to face, but they wanted to start having all these meetings with all these people so that they could offer their insight. So now I got to want me to sit up here and listen to what you got to say, what you got to think, what you got to say. And this isn't just with this particular opportunity. This has happened with other people as well. But I'm the same way. Like, shoot me an email. I do so much better if you put it in writing because I have something that I can refer back to. If you say something to be face to face, I might forget. Because <laughs> that's you and I talking right now. I'm thinking about my target list. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get like that too. And also, of course, you learn the more you, you know, here's a gym, the longer you're in business, <laughs> the paper trails. So, I mean, that's already a thing. But then on top of that, like, I might not be creative the moment we hop off the call. Usually I don't. I don't run back to a project when we get off a call. So it's like if you put in an email, I can see it and reference it for later because if we're just going off the phone call and I don't touch it again until the next day when I actually feel in the zone to touch it, then it's like I know I missed something and in return makes me look like I'm wrong or that's bad. So even after we're done with the call, I'll be like, okay, that was cool. Can you also go ahead and put this in an email for me? And I can hear them under their breath like, but I don't give a damn. You want your stuff done right? You go, you going to do the phone call? So, I mean, it is what it is. But, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Clay. But, no, you, you're all good. That was That is one gem, paper trails always. But, number two, I would say one of the things I learned many, many lessons from this one opportunity. And mm -hmm. I think from this, because, number one, I ended up losing some money from that $10,000 budget because there were things that I just wasn't able to complete that the Institute ended up having to seek out other freelancers, you know, and, and people said that they can get their project done. And I totally understood. But because of that, one of the, so number one, lost money. So that's one thing. And losing money will help you get all your shit together. <laughs> and so number two, as I was mentioning before, you know, someone as a creative that deals with anxiety and things of that nature, you know, I don't like hard conversation. This is one opportunity that has now forced me to level up. If you're going to be in business, you got to pitch it. My mama told me you got to put your big boy drawers on and you got to learn to communicate and really discuss and talk with people. This is how I'm feeling. This is what, you know, I need from you all and this, that and the other. And I was able to have that conversation. And, you know, after that, it's hard when you got to step in the water, right? But it's like you come out of it like, ooh, that wasn't even so bad. And yeah, you thought it's, it's, it's lifted off of you. And you need that, though. And it's like where it's like you, you got to do it for the well-being of your business to keep you afloat. Like you have to have those conversations. I used to do a lot of, um, what's it called? Like slash it. I'm just going to call it what it is. I used to do a lot of slash shit where it's like, so say you owe me money or whatever. 
I would just like continuously send you your invoice. So that way I didn't have to say anything to you, but you kind of know it's there because you see it. Now I, I call, I'm like, hey, your invoice was due. Like, what are we doing? What can I expect? Like, talk to me about something. You know what I'm saying? Communicate with me because this is my bread and butter. I don't have a nine to five. You know, so it's those conversations where they are hard at first. Cause I would, I promise, even like down to like, if a client doesn't like an option that I love and I think it's better for them, I used to do this slide shit. I mean, I kind of still do this one, but I like put it on Instagram and I let everybody gas that shit up. And then I'd be like, huh. you know, instead of just having the conversation, like, okay, look for your brand. I've really researched some things. Like I, I really feel as the expert that I am, cause that's what we are. We're ex me and you, me and you can both equally say, I've seen your work. I've seen the caliber. I've seen your client. You're an expert. So we can both say, like, no, this is what I think will work for what you're doing. And I, those conversations used to scare the shit out of me. Absolutely. You know? And and it's funny that you say that because, and I'm not going to say that I'm 100% like a master at now having conversations with people now. But even in, like, my day job, you know, I'm having conversations with, you know, executives and directors uh -huh. and things of that nature. And I'm just like, hey what you just said it took a lot for me to actually realize bro you good and like you you are everything like yeah. gassing me up and like i had to learn that and so the moment you step into your own like ingenious and you really like believe that for yourself it's easier for you to like actually talk to people and be like hey this is what i do <laughs> and i wasn't there at that time though when i was working with this particular organization I wasn't there because I was like, okay, who y'all think I am that y'all want to give me $10,000 to work on this massive project? I wasn't there. They saw in me what I never saw in myself, which is another gem. If you are doing something that, number one, you love and other people see the passion in you, you literally got to believe in yourself for real. You do. You have to. People are only going to gas you up for so long. Like, they're just going to stop. They're going to be like, okay, if you don't see it for yourself, then I quit. Yeah, I'm my love language is words of affirmation. So Bye. I'm really and big. I think yeah. most creatives probably is. Yeah, I have to affirm myself a lot. I was um I did an interview on another podcast and I basically said that, you know, I have to affirm myself. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll go on my Pinterest, I'll look at my old work. I have to do things to remind myself like you this is a journey, you're doing good, look at your growth. Like I go back and look I'm gonna type on my timeline for Instagram with my work. I go all the way back all the time just because it's like I have to remember that I'm, it, I might not be exactly where I wanna be, but I'm moving. You know, this post looks better. This camera looked, like I posted a reel yesterday. The camera looked better than the one before. So even though it's small, it's better, you know, the and it's those thing. little things. Yep. It's the yeah. little things. And I, you know, it's funny you say that I do that all the time too. And it's, that is a good thing for us as creatives, anybody in life in general, but us in as a creatives in general, when you look back, you're like, man, I've looked back. I recently just did what you said. I went through my Instagram and I rarely post any of my work. Um, but sometimes I'll go through like my computer. I, I save all my files on Dropbox. I'll randomly go on and look at some things that I've designed in the past. And I'm like, dang. You got a whole billboard in Times Square right now. Like, who can say that they've done that with 
first of all, no formal education at all as it relates to design. Uh, no training, nothing but just me on the computer, not having nothing else to do. And now me not having nothing else to do has become an entire career. <laughs> I tell you, creatives, we tinker, we tinker and we problem solve a lot different. And But I love that for us and I love that about us, you know. Um, that was one of my caveats with this, uh, like this AI stuff that's going on. And I was just like, I'm not worried because we tinker different. Like I just, we apply it different. It's just different. So when you said that you were like depressed, what, what, besides the conversation, were there any other points in the project? Was it like the turnaround? How were they on time? Was there anything else that kind of just made you hit that wall? Yeah, definitely the turnaround. So, you know, for example, I think we were, <laughs> we were stuck on the logo design. Like once we got that solidified, everything else was able to get to moving. And when I say everything else that encompassed website and, you know, all kind of marketing collateral and things like that, that was easy, but it was like in this logo. Because there was all about, well, what's the messaging behind a logo and what are people going to feel and what are they going to think? And then it became adding color to it. And then we added color and it's like, well, now that we've added these bold colors, let's go back to that particular design. So all of those things, just a back and forth for me became very frustrating for me. Um, and yeah, that that's about all I can say for that it's, one. Especially if you just feel like, oh, you know what you're doing. Uh, yeah. But- yeah. So this was for context. Was this this was like at the start or is this like in the middle of your career, the height of your career? On um, I would say this is around start going into when I was starting to advance quite a bit. Okay. Yeah, so I had already had quite a few opportunities to do some branding work, but never to this level. So at this point, you know, this was now the largest that I had ever um, executed any kind of design project like this. So let me. It was does it take so like time now? Do you have it where it's like that kind of formulated, not formulated, but like switched your sense of time where you're like, okay, I can only like I know some designers they don't take on rush projects. Like that's just not them. I know some designers who don't believe in VIP days. Like they they have it where. They need to be immersed in it. Like, I know for a logo, I can sit there and I'll say, yeah, a logo design, that takes me about two weeks. That's not true. A logo design takes me a day or two. But you have to, within that two weeks, we have to just find the day. Don't tell our secrets, Casey. (laughs) (laughs) We have to find the day, I know. When you have the groove, when you have that that energy, that burst. Let me tell you, I sure tell my clients, oh, please allow four to six weeks. Now, I know for sure it ain't going to take that long. And I generally assure them, it won't take that long. But for me, I don't like to be rushed. I've been in those moments many, many, many times before where I've been, number one, because you feel, I don't want to say chasing the dollar, but you know your work is so good and you're like, yeah. And rarely, rarely with clients do I ever have massive, you know, feedback and, and things like that. I, I'm going to say, like, most of my clients are pretty easy to work with. So, yeah. But the timing of it all, I, I I can no longer allow myself to feel what I did then. Um, And, and that this has nothing to do with them. 
because they present, they told me this is the timing that we're working with. Do you agree? And I said, yes, that's another thing. You have to learn how let your yes be yes, your no's be no. And if that doesn't work, communicate those things. So I've now been open with, you know, even with people I work with today, even at work, you know, I might get a deadline at my corporate job. And I'm like, uh, who came up with this tie? <laughs> did y'all look? Did y'all check in balances? Did y'all know who did this? No, I get it. I'm really, but you know, I, I did learn from an experience of like, when I get, I get overwhelmed by a lot of revisions and I'm like, I don't get a lot, but what I do, I even get mad. Cause you know, we at the point where I, we think our shit don't stink. We're like, what revisions? This is gold. Like, <laughs> What do you mean? Ain't no revision. Ain't no. Make the logo pop. It's popcorn, bitch. Pop it, like, no, right. Like, right. <laughs> like, I don't know what you want me to do. Um, but one thing I had to do was I have a COO now because I don't know if you ever saw Issa Rae did this interview and she was just like, I cannot be creative running a business. Like, I'm not supposed to run a business. It's just too much. And I had to sit on that. I really had to sit back and was like, yo running a business is not fun like i like that my name is on it like i love that but i'm like i don't want to talk to these people like you said we like we don't want to talk to these people i i just want somebody to funnel what you need done and give it to me so i ended up um hiring a coo she was the account manager at first but now like she's ahead of everything and i'm just like it puts me in a better space to be creative and i really think if i didn't see that because I could not figure out the disconnect. I knew it was a disconnect, but I just couldn't put my finger on it. And I think that, you know how you, a book comes on time or like an interview or a clip or affirmation, something just comes on time. I was in the, the process of like breaking down my teams, like the people who contracted with me and to not to like let them go, but to just rebuild it up. But like what that really would look like. Um, and I saw that clip for that interview and she was just like, nah, I gotta be creative. And I was like, that's my problem. Like, and ever since then, it really has led me down a, a better path. So besides the, um, what's it called? Besides the taking time and doing the four to six weeks, are there any other things like hobbies and things like that to, to kind of offset your, like when you have creative depression? Cause that's a whole nother episode in itself, but that's some real shit. I, I, God is some real stuff. That's so, a whole nother conversation. I think for that, you you gonna need a panel of people for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it creative depression is very real, and I've definitely felt my share of it. But I do. Do you have like hobbies and things like that you do to offset it? I do, but can I? I real quick just want to speak to what you just spoke about when you say you hired your COO, because that is the like the third or fourth thing that I learned in that experience that I've been talking about. I had to realize I had to build a team or at least start handing things off to other people. There was no, there's no way at that level of what I was uh, producing and still having a day job in that short amount of time that I was able to do that by myself. It just was insane. And I learned even today, I'm still hunting. So if anybody's listening to this and you looking for some work, <laughs> I'm proud to be able to see. But I had to learn that for myself. You can't be creative when you're trying to focus on um, you know, oh, invoices have to be sent. I got to answer all these emails. I got to say no to this project. I still got a life. Oh, I got a day job too. Because <laughs> baby, you know you love your bar. <laughs> you listen. I'm like, 
and Justin. And next thing I know, I look, I'm like, oh, in the bar. So, yes, yeah, speaking <laughs> to that, what you just mentioned, like about hobbies and things like that, I have to allow my, because I'm a people person. Yeah, and so you're when, the pandemic, when we were in the house, I was just going to stir crazy because I live alone. I don't even have a dog. So I don't oh, no. <laughs> Baby, my apartment would have been a shelter by that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my family got sick of me, especially during the pandemic, because I was FaceTiming. Still to this day, I FaceTime everybody. I'm a people person. So I have to allow myself to actually go out, find like different networking events to attend. Even like you said, sometimes I'll go just hang out at a sports bar and watch basketball and I'm meeting different people even then. And a lot of times I'll have my computer working. You will always find my find me somewhere working. And but it's the balance of it all. It's like you're it's in a, a comfortable balance. spot. And that also probably makes you even more creative. Absolutely. It absolutely does make me more creative. And there's I have gained friends just from going out, being out. Um, I've gained new clients from going out because mm-hmm. people just will randomly walk up to you and be like, what you working on? Yep, they sure do. I mean, just like you, a lot of people are tired of being in the house. It's like, I think it's a real split vote of like random assholes who were birthed like like during the pandemic, like you ain't got no damn home training to like those really nice people who are just like, I just want to be around. I want to build community. Like it's a it's a real split vote um about how people how people are acting nowadays so absolutely but let's see so like you said i'm at i'm at at somebody's bar (laughs) or trying to figure out when and how i can travel as much as possible because one thing about me i'm gonna get on the plane baby i don't even like planes but i'm gonna get on it you don't like planes (laughs) i don't but i get I, i just got off one on sunday i'll get all i'll get on it don't like it but i got places to go I got places to go. So let me ask you this. I do. To the pit. Huh? I was going to say, I do have a slight anxiety when it comes to flying, but. No, you can keep that. I I literally, I do planes when I can fall asleep. I'm like, if I I need to make sure it's enough time for me to fall asleep, and that's it. Like, I don't know how people go earphoneless on planes that I I be looking at people, I be like, oh, you're some type of psychopath because. There's no way, especially if there's a child on this plane, I will literally be tuned into a podcast, any anything, and I'll be it's, even if I'm asleep, I still will have something going. I'm just like I'm not. I have three I'm pairs ready. of headphones when I fly. I have my AirPods, and in case in case they acting up, I have my Beats, and in <laughs> case they acting up, I got my good wired earphones that go into my iPhones. You ain't gonna catch I'm me. I'm gonna stupid. have me something to listen to. <laughs> All right, so the so let me ask you, to the people that you worked with who gave you these this company that gave you gave you this nice life lesson and this gym and business, if you could say something to them now about what you learned, what would it be? Oh my god, I told them actually, I literally once once the project was complete and I'm still um, actually you know engaged with some of the people on the team, I told them thank you. I said number one. What I mentioned earlier, I said, you all saw in me what I never saw in myself. I said, I have, you all gave me an opportunity that I never foresaw coming. And I know this won't be the first and the last opportunity like this that I will receive. I said, so these are the takeaways that I've learned. And I said, don't take any of these things personal, but you know, I've now learned I can't deal. This project that we worked on was 
probably worked on it for about five or six months. It's a project that probably should have taken at least a year. And we did six months. And so I now am like, you know, these are the timelines that I'm going to commit to. These have to be the key players that I'm going to work directly with. Not 17, maybe seven. And <laughs> You're such, um, a, but such, really, a, such a class act. Yeah. To go out so gracefully. But I thank you for joining us. I thank it's you. Such I want to come back. <laughs> Baby, the podcast is always open. And this and I is just on... invite myself. Yes, you I'm can. Dead. I definitely did. You can. It's true. You invite yourself, invite a friend, and it'll be three of us over here. Victor, know how to do, do it. But thank you for coming. So other than that, I will holler at you guys later. Thank you. So did you enjoy the gems I dropped today? Or feel normalized after you push play? Well, feel free to like, subscribe, and share that one time in business with me, your host, Casey Renee. Now remember, we are all in this crazy shit together. <laughs>